if you had to pick one word, it's beyond. They're really looking to go beyond. Why should people believe us? By the positive and respectful interaction they have with our staff every time they visit their pharmacy. And that's an example of how something like this can be a tool with your staff, for example. You know, during employee reviews, tell us how you've been positive and respectful in your interactions and how you've done it every time. How do we want our customers to feel at ease, supported, and comfortable? What do we want our customers to do? To become empowered to make healthier decisions. So what's our aperture? Aperture is really a time or a place when people are most susceptible to your messaging. So their aperture is we will build significant front-of-house traffic with personal care products to bring in new prescription customers. Hey everybody, my name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. Hello, everybody. My next guest today is a very good friend of mine. We've worked together for many years, Mr. Wayne Glowack. He is the president of Orion Marketing, and his goal is to help successful pharmacies become more successful sooner. I love that. Wayne is the co-author of Healthcare Tsunami and is the marketing columnist for America's Pharmacist, which is the publication from the NCPA. He has also talked marketing at the University of Wisconsin and his small business development center. Welcome, Wayne. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, thanks, Josh. It's my honor. So your zone of genius is helping community pharmacies compete and win in today's challenging marketplace. So you've got a presentation for us today on a new concept that we've started talking about. So I'm excited to get moving. Just tell people a little bit about your story before we get started. Sure. Well, gosh, I think I fell in love with advertising as a small boy watching Bewitched. For those of you old enough to remember that show, Darren Stevens was an ad guy and would go to work every day with a purpose of helping people improve their businesses. And it really struck me. My mom used to tell me that when commercials came on, I was always especially interested. So I don't know why something in my DNA, but I've learned over the years that my experience can truly help businesses grow and prosper. And as you all know, in the pharmacy industry, there are new changes cropping up on a regular basis. So community pharmacy is an important part of our healthcare distribution system. You all are providing an amazingly important service to our community. So it's really an honor helping pharmacies better understand marketing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. You and I have had a special relationship throughout the years. You've helped us tremendously. And so this topic of this summit is beyond the pills. And we've talked extensively over the years about having to move beyond dispensing in order to not only save our profession, but also help enhance the lives and the health and well-being of our patients. And so I'm excited for you to present this in the way and manner in which you do. So I'm going to throw the floor to you, my friend. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm often asked to find the prescription for marketing success. And unfortunately, there is no one thing I can tell you that's going to enhance your overall success. What works for you is and will remain unique to you. But there are some tried and true principles that will move you along in the process and in the right direction. So today I'm going to share with you a baker's dozen, which is 13 marketing themes or strategies. Every one of the concepts I'm going to share may apply to you. Some won't. But I promise that if you dedicate time to implement at least one of these ideas, you're going to enhance your business. So here's a true story about an African farmer 
and he yearned to be rich. After hearing tales of other farmers making millions by discovering diamond mines on their property, he could hardly wait to sell his farm and find something new, some greener grass, literally. Well, he sold his farm for one that could become a source of diamonds and provide him with great wealth. After his farm was sold, the man who bought it happened to be crossing a small stream on the property when he noticed a bright flash of light at the bottom of the stream. The new farmer bent down and picked up the good-sized stone, which turned out to be one of the largest diamonds ever discovered in Africa. And the property he just purchased became one of the most productive diamond mines on the entire African continent and is now the Kimberlite Diamond Mine. So the moral here isn't about getting rich, but rather that too often we overlook the opportunities right in front of us. So how do you find your diamonds? How do you find your bright spots? In today's presentation, we're going to review some best practice marketing strategies to help you enhance your business while remaining true to your core beliefs and help you find your disruptive success. I've titled this presentation Disruptive Success because sometimes it's necessary to break away from the pack to find what works best for you, for your staff and community, exactly as Josh has done with his pharmacy and beyond the pill concept. So where do we begin? I believe the first most important step in really aligning your marketing with your business is your vision, mission, and values. The vision and mission statements provide a focal point that helps to align everyone within your organization, thus ensuring that everyone works toward a single purpose. This helps to increase efficiency and productivity in your organization. It's not just about fancy words on a page or a bunch of blah, blah that you stick up on the wall. It's something from the heart and it's why you do what you do. So having had the honor to study successful companies and understand the concept of branding, I'm convinced that the best marketing is sincere and truthful. And with that, the foundation of your marketing communications and more is your mission, vision, and values. So in fact, before we work on any projects with clients, we make certain that we have articulated their vision, mission, and values. Some of them have them, some of them don't, but it's important that you get these on paper. So what's the vision? I love starting first with the vision, and I tell you, there's probably a million definitions, but my theory is keep it simple. So we start with a vision, which is really the end desired state. And this is a one sentence statement describing the clear and inspirational long-term purpose for you and your pharmacy. And I'm gonna share with you an example of all these in just a minute. Then the mission statement is how you're gonna accomplish this. This will help guide decisions about priorities, actions, and responsibilities of your staff. And then finally, your values. Your values define the specific behaviors that are most important to you and for the ongoing success of your business. So how do you start this process? I believe it begins with asking yourself a lot of questions. And those questions are, why did you choose this career? What's the best compliment a patient can give you? What do you love most about your job? What changes would you like to see in the overall health of your community? What does success look like for you? And what's your dream? So the best way to compose these documents is to find a quiet time and a quiet place. Take three sheets of paper and write one title and the definition of vision, mission, and values on each one of them. So you got one page of vision, one page of mission, one page of values. Let your thoughts flow. Don't judge. Just write down what comes to mind. Start with your vision. Again, it's your overarching objective and sets the stage for the mission. Next, create a sentence or two that describes your mission and then move on to your values. Share these rough ideas with key staff. Their input can be valuable in securing their buy-in. 
And I do believe that none of us is as smart as all of us. So sharing this with people and getting their sincere comments will really help you. When completed, be sure to celebrate this work with your entire staff and welcome their input on not just the words, but how they can bring your vision, mission, and value to life in your pharmacy. So let me share examples with you that might clarify this. So I had the opportunity to work with a family-owned pharmacy in Orange, New Jersey called Value Mart Pharmacy. And when Brian Sung, the son of the owner, took a leadership role in the pharmacy, he first considered what was most important to him. He wasn't just taking over his father's pharmacy. It was important for him to put a mark on the pharmacy and really thought long and hard about how to position his pharmacy for success. So the mission of the Value Mart Pharmacy is to become a role model and inspiration in building a healthier community. How is he going to do this? With an unwavering commitment to continuous improvement and customer service. We are dedicated to improving the health of our patients, customers, and community. So here's a photograph that actually appeared in the local newspaper. They finished their remodel after about six months. I won't show you the before because it was not very complimentary to the pharmacy, but they put a lot of money into it and they really believed in living their vision. How are they going to be a positive role model in a really, frankly, run down community if they didn't start at home? And this was an example also of public relations. We let the local newspaper know that there was going to be a ribbon cutting. The tall gentleman in the middle is the mayor. So we had great press coverage. But this is an example also of living the brand, which really relates back to their mission, vision and values on improving the overall quality of the business. Moving on to their values. So the values of the organization is recognizing that positive human interaction will affect our customers' entire experience. You know, I think that's so important. I want to read it again. Recognize that positive human interaction will affect our customers' entire experience. And remember that when I show you the very last slide today, it, it will come full circle. Another value is continuous improvement and positive growth. Another value is always consider our patients' needs first, also become a role model for other businesses in the community, and find joy in serving our community and the work we do. So to bring this life and live the brand, Value Mart implemented a variety of changes within their business. For example, to support their low-income patients, they provide free children's vitamins and free diabetic test strips. By visiting their website, I've just put a shot up here of it, uh, valuemartrx.com, you're going to see that they clearly integrate their vision, mission, and values into their marketing and live this every day. So another valuable application to your vision, mission, and values is HR. These documents are helpful tools for employee recruitment, training, and performance reviews. So create questions about your vision, mission, and values and use them during your interviews. Ask how they accomplished some of the values that you believe in with their past jobs. Then with your current staff, review these vision, mission, and values with your staff and ask them what specific ways they've applied your values at work and then reward them for that. Reward your all-stars. It's really important for you to lead your organization and help them live the brand. And I firmly believe that starting off with an awesome mission, vision, and values is going to help you accomplish that. All right, let's move on to another principle. I'm sharing a lot of different principles because there's no one thing I'm going to tell you that's going to make you successful. But I absolutely believe you have the power of improving your business through improving your marketing. 
So to understand how to improve your business, you need to understand marketing. And I'm going back to the 1960s to a concept called the four P's. And this was introduced to outline the basic components of marketing. And those are product, price, place, and promotion. And if you're really concerned about enhancing your marketing, tackle each one of these separately and together they'll make up your entire marketing profile. So by using this timeless principle, you can better understand and manage the marketing of your pharmacy. So product, by that simply the goods and services to fulfill your customers' needs or wants. Are there products or services that provide higher profit that you can expand upon? Are there products or services you should add or eliminate? We're going to go into much detail with that, as Josh alluded to earlier in our crops analysis. Secondly is price. Now, I understand that a lot of times you don't have the ability to affect your price or your profit, but there are places you can. And I'm going to share with you a case history of a pharmacy that's done exactly that. But are there higher profits that you can expand upon? Are there products or services you should add or eliminate based upon price? Also included in the price are credit terms, discounts, shipping costs, etc. So place. Talk about change in your market with mail order becoming more prevalent. The place is changing faster than we can keep up with it. But the rapid change to where prescriptions are sold and how they're delivered is a significant disruption to the industry. How do you evolve and compete and maintain a fair profit? Think about that from the concept of place. And finally, promotion. And that's the traditional advertising, but can include a lot of things, including the way your counter people deal with your customers. Maybe you should have a suggested comment that every person at the counter can use with your customers. Like, do you know that we now have a high quality supply of vitamins available or whatever it is? But think about the different ways you can promote your business, not just through advertising, but internally to your existing patients and customers. That's the basic four P's of marketing. Oh, this is an interesting one, which I see all the time in every business I deal with. And it's really because cutting is a lot more fun than measuring. So often we jump to the tactics instead of the strategies. Okay, what am I talking about? So what I'm talking about is the concept of a strategy being a much bigger opportunity for you than tactics. So let me get back to it. One of the most important marketing lessons I think I can share is around this, and that's to consider strategy first than tactics. Your strategy is a plan to achieve an overall goal. Tactics, how you achieve that goal. So let's face it, as I said, cutting is a lot more fun than measuring, but not carefully measuring twice before cutting is like running one ad in the newspaper and hoping it's going to be successful. It's just not. So some examples, an example of strategy. One, I want to streamline workflow and improve customer retention by increasing the total number of patients on automatic monthly refill program or MedSync. So again, the strategy is to streamline workflow and improve customer retention by increasing MedSync. The tactic then becomes to ask every customer who's not on the program when they check out, would it be okay if we organize this and had it refilled automatically every month? So hopefully you can see that flow. It goes from what's the strategy and what's the tactic. And the reason this is important is too often we jump to tactics without really focusing on the why and or what we're trying to accomplish. One of the most common questions I get as a teacher and consultant is where should I advertise? Now, I'm not saying this isn't an important question, but it's not the first question we should be asking. Too often pharmacies and many other businesses try to find success by testing short-term advertising tactics. 
For example, if you've ever invested in an advertising once and were disappointed that it didn't bring in all the new prescriptions you hoped for, probably it's very common and you're not alone. I continually hear, I tried direct mail, I tried newspaper, I tried billboard and it didn't work. So why do pharmacies find sustainable success with some of these tactics while others don't? Well, a lot of it has to do with asking the right question, which is what should I advertise? And I'm going to get into that as we go on. But just today, I read a study in Drugstore News that said now in the post-pandemic era, it takes 11 exposures to advertising to motivate action by a prospective client. Now, I'm a little bit older. I can remember that originally it was three. But right now we are so bombarded with marketing messages and social media has changed our media consumption so drastically. It's really tough. So short term tactics are never going to be successful. And that new study that just was released today is living proof of that. So how to change when change is hard? Too often we spend our time analyzing what's wrong with our business instead of what's going right. In their book, Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard, Chip and Dan Heath outline a business practice of focusing on what's going right, and they name these successes bright spots. Your bright spots can provide a roadmap to move forward at low cost with lower risk of failure. So what are your bright spots and how can you expand and clone them to find greater success? Well, for example, who are your 10 most profitable doctors? What are your five most profitable prescriptions? Those are great initial questions to ask to find your bright spots. In a recent interview, Thomas Finn, retired president of global healthcare, Procter & Gamble said, the consumer health market can and will sustain strong growth for years to come if marketers are willing to embrace innovative tactics beyond their traditional means. Sound familiar? There's a constant theme running through this webinar. As an owner or leader in your pharmacy, please know that you are a marketer. You are a marketer, whether you want to admit it or not, and this applies to you. To think more like a marketer, here's some basic growth models that you can take a look at. Add up. Add up is encouraging current customers to switch to more premium offerings. An example, not all vitamins are created equal. Does it make sense to offer a premium line of higher quality vitamins and supplements? Expand up. Finding, showing, and providing ways for customers to benefit from using a regimen versus one single product or service. Well, here's an example of that. So many customers with soft tissue injuries are now using multiple pain and inflammation treatments, including OTC pills, topical therapies, and devices. So that's an example of expanding up. Bring in is attracting new customers to your business with new business offerings. An example is many consumers, especially moms with kids and the elderly, are looking for better-for-you treatment solutions. And if you read the trade publications in your industry, it's a strong theme right now. Better-for-you is very powerful. People are very concerned about a new way to health. And along with that, is there a specialization you can add in the better-for-you category? So as you can see, these growth drivers can be current or new services. Next, let's consider how to review your current business lines to review their value to your business. So what isn't measured isn't managed. If there's an entree to this presentation today, it's CROPS. And CROPS stands for competence, revenue, opportunity, profitability, and scalability. 
I've done a lot of work in healthcare, and I can't tell you the times I've been in a hospital or a clinic and said, okay, where do you have profitability and scalability? Where can you do more that you're making money on? And it's getting better now, but far too often I would get confused looks because the leadership really had no idea. So this is a way for you to begin figuring that out with the crops discipline. So taking the time to review your business segments with crops can help you find your diamonds, enhance your marketing focus, and improve your business. Crops begins with first creating a list of all the categories or products and services that you sell. So again, these buckets of businesses or categories of products and services that you sell are self-contained business units. The first thing you do is you list them all on a left-hand side of a column. Then you take these buckets of business and rate and rank them on a scale of 1 to 10 on each of the following criteria. Number one is competence. How good are you at doing this? Revenue. How much gross income is it generating? Opportunity. What's the growth potential for you and your marketplace? Profitability. How much does this add to your bottom line? And scalability. How easy can you expand and do more of this? So with that, here's an example of a real life pharmacy that I worked with who had closed their retail segment down and were really focusing more on assisted living. So their buckets were prescriptions, off-site business to business. And if you're not familiar with these terms, business to business simply means pharmacy to a business. They're not selling consumers. B2C is exactly that. It's business to consumer, which is the traditional retail pharmacy model. So for prescriptions, they had a very strong focus on assisted living, IDD, intellectually disabled individuals, senior living facilities, senior independent. Then they also had retail patients that they do business with and 340B. Then off-site, they sold directly their services for vaccinations, health checkups, etc., facilities, which is the assisted living category, to other businesses in the area and schools. They also provided a lot of vaccinations. They were one of the first in their state to have COVID vaccine and did a lot of testing. And then they also have physician supplied. They provide medications directly to physicians' offices. So they spent a few days really digging into the data from their accounting system to determine the crop scores for all of these and came up with four levels. We came up after a four or five hour workshop of putting all the numbers down, going back and forth to we're absolutely sure that the leadership team was comfortable with our best guess at these components and came up with a four areas of expertise. So for them, they're going to be doubling down on their IDD. And through that, we had a couple of scores. One is a score across. Now, the other thing that's interesting is not all of the components within crops are equal. For example, opportunity and profitability, we deemed as a little more important. And you can look at those. We did well on those. The only exception is physician supply. But the thought was profitability may not be there, but they have great competence. They have good overall revenue. There's great opportunity and they can make up for the two in gross volume. So when you have all these options together, you've got a number of choices you can make and it helps guide your business decisions. After you've done this exercise, as I said, you have three choices. You can go all in, which is what the yellow is on these or the green. You can coast this in this segment or you can abandon that segment.
in your consideration of what areas to coast or abandon, if you coast, you continue that business segment and provide the same level of great customer service you're providing now. You simply don't spend any time or money promoting those services. And in the business world, that's called harvesting. You're harvesting, you're not necessarily investing, but you're reaping the rewards of what you've done so far. If you decide to abandon any product or service, you should immediately plan to terminate that segment while taking care to transition your current customers out as compassionately as possible. So there's one column element that all successful independent pharmacies share, and that is they have a specialization. And specialization, as Josh will agree, is a strong business strategy to focus on delivering a product or service to gain productivity, revenue, and profitability. So what areas of opportunity can you create beyond retail scripts? Where do you begin how to successfully expand while still serving the needs of the community? And crops analysis is a great opportunity for you to actually put some careful thought and some numbers and management behind that process. All right, so positioning. In their book, Positioning the Battle for Your Mind, Al Reese and Jack Trout wrote a concept called positioning, which is really vital to the success of any business. And in fact, we as people have positions. If you have a name, you have a brand. And if you have a brand, you have a position. Although positioning was first published in 1980, its principles have direct impact for the success of your pharmacy today. As I said, a position is created in the consumer's mind and includes feelings and perceptions they have about your business. A position not only includes a company's strengths and weaknesses, but it also takes into consideration the competition. So where are you at? What's your position in the minds of your customers? And more importantly, what's the position in the minds of your non-customers? That insight can be very valuable in helping determine what position you could or should be taking and will impact your overall marketing. One of the more challenging positions a company can have, which is what the pharmacy industry is dealing with significantly right now, is being perceived as a commodity. A commodity is a product or service that's interchangeable with others of the same type. And if your pharmacy is considered a commodity, there's no distinct difference between you and your competitors. You offer no distinct benefits. In short, it makes no difference to the consumer which business is chosen because they're all the same and the winner is usually the one with the lowest perceived prices. So how do we begin to break away from commodity concept? I believe that begins with your message strategy. So here's a quick question. Why should anyone come to your pharmacy instead of your competition? If you have an immediate and concise answer, congratulations. But if you're like most, you struggle a bit at answering it. So to help you answer this question and create a tool that can improve all of your communications, consider building your own message strategy. And that's what we're going to cover now. Creating this messaging for your pharmacy will give potential and existing customers a clear understanding of the value you provide. Once written, you can refer back to this document. Your written message strategy can become a reference guide to guide and influence all of your marketing communications. I actually have some clients use it to help them prepare for speeches and presentations. So my favorite methodology to develop a message strategy is to answer a series of questions. To begin with, set aside an hour and answer these questions to the best of your ability. Again, bring in key staff since they're a vital part of delivering the promises you make. And you may need to come back to this document a few times to be sure your answers are appropriate and concise. I'm going to share with you a format and sample answers also from Value Mart Pharmacy so you can see this application working. You're going to need to customize this, obviously, for your pharmacy. But again, I thought it'd be helpful to share some answers, some examples from an existing client. There's 13 questions. And the first question is, who's our target market? 
which is the most important first question of any marketing campaign. And for this particular client, they were really in a very depressed area and their target market right now is lower income residents, primarily black and Hispanic. The next question in the message strategy is, why should people care? So their community yearns for respect and with it, we believe people will begin to understand how important a pharmacy can be to their family's health and well-being. And if you remember back to their vision, it's about improving the health of their community. And this is where vision and mission really become a foundation and then are inculcated in all your marketing. What are our goals? They had short-term goals, a number of scripts a day, and long-term script-a-day goals. But really, their goal is to provide the best customer service in the county, not just for a pharmacy, but for any business. Why are they unique? They provide respectful customer service and will continually invest to improve their business and the quality of the support they provide. So continuing education is vitally important. So what's our message? And you usually do this last, but it comes within the middle of the 13 question strategy. But their message is the value we bring to our community and ourselves goes beyond a transaction. Our pharmacy exists to empower a healthier community and be a role model for other local businesses. So what's their one word? If you had to pick one word, it's beyond. They're really looking to go beyond. Why should people believe us? by the positive and respectful interaction they have with our staff every time they visit their pharmacy. And that's an example of how something like this can be a tool with your staff. For example, you know, during employee reviews, tell us how you've been positive and respectful in your interactions and how you've done it every time. How do we want our customers to feel at ease, supported and comfortable? What do we want our customers to do to become empowered to make healthier decisions? So what's our aperture? Aperture is really a time or a place when people are most susceptible to your messaging. So their aperture is we will build significant front of house traffic with personal care products to bring in new prescription customers. Doctor detailing will bring in referrals from local physicians and their staff. We will provide senior education at long-term care facilities and we will be active and supportive in community events. What's the lingering doubt, which is after you may have told someone your story, what might be in the back of their minds? Well, for them, it was, why are they helping me? What's the catch? What's their tone? Positive, sympathetic, rejuvenating, a breath of fresh air, not a pity party. And finally, how will the company live the brand? And Brian does that by never stopping his innovation. They make small positive changes to their business that eventually make a long-term impact and they energize a renewed customer focus and they keep it real and they're actively and visibly supporting our community in, in everything they do. So as I said, another valuable use for message strategy is for HR. You can use this when hiring new employees, when conducting staff reviews, you can ask your employees for examples of how they deliver these promises to your customers and be on the lookout every day when your staff meets these standards and reward them, make them a hero. More than just words on paper, your message strategy is a way to clarify the value you get in exchange for your customer's business and will provide ongoing support for all your marketing now and in the future. Another reference to another great business book I've read is Blue Ocean Strategy, written by Chan Kim and Renee Malborgnine. This book has shown how businesses can promote their exclusive advantages in a more favorable environment. Okay, what's that mean? Pharmacies fighting entrenched competition on their competitors' terms are in a bloody red ocean, and there's a better way. 
So let's consider how you can promote what exclusive and valuable benefits you offer and keep new customers in a blue ocean away from the sharks. <laughs> Example of that is specialization. So in the blue ocean, you stand apart from your competition and promote features and benefits that they're not able to provide. Moving from a red to blue ocean begins with a shift in your perspective, creating a new marketing strategy and making certain that your staff is engaged in the program. To begin to take you from the red into the blue, set aside some time to consider the exclusive benefits you can offer as a nimble and caring independent pharmacy. I mean, I think sometimes community pharmacies forget the benefit that they have. They're not a large corporation that has a very complex business structure that takes days, weeks, or months to make decisions. You can move quickly. Use that to your advantage. To illustrate, I wanted to share an enlightening conversation I had some months ago with Josh of Dilworth Drug. Over the past months, I focused on a theme of specialization in community pharmacy in my magazine articles, and Dilworth Drug is a real-life example of adapting a new business model to face the challenges you're facing. One of my favorite quotes from Josh is this, we can't throw out our current model, but if we start the process of specialization, we're going to draw a different type of crowd that's going to give us some sustainability and profitability. Specialization is also a means of profitability. When you go to a specialist and they're the best at what they do, that deserves a premium. So I love the concept that Josh believes that change is an evolution, not a revolution. And that's not what I'm saying in this in any way, shape or form. You can start slowly in the process. And hopefully this presentation's given you a toolkit that you can draw from to start looking at where your next specialization will come from. Another quote from Josh is, we can't throw out our current model. And again, I think that's just vitally important. So thanks for that, Josh. Very important and spot on. All right, so let me share with you a little longer case history here for a company that will be the July article in America's Pharmacist. Uh, it's actually going to be a feature story, and it's about Hoey Apothecary. Like many of you Hoey Apothecary owners, Kevin and Janelle Hoey became pharmacy owners so they could dedicate their careers to improving the health of their community while building a business they and their staff enjoy coming to every day. Sound familiar? Although their story's been decades in the making, and again, this is an overnight success, their story's been decades in the making, it's resulted in a new style of pharmacy that's a drastic departure from the standard model that exists today. So according to Kevin, we no longer fill any traditional prescriptions. If you have a blood pressure medication, a birth control pill, an antidepressant, or any of these types of medications, you're not gonna find it in our store. We don't do that. Everything we do now is custom made. Now, this is important. According to Kevin, we are in no way minimizing traditional pharmacy practice. We were just looking for a new option that we could embrace, Kevin told me in a recent interview. In their journey, the Hoys found their own form of disruptive success and in turn are proving it's possible to break away from the traditional pharmacy model, a model that for many has resulted in painful cost cutting, increased production demands, and declining reimbursements and profitability. My first exposure to Hoey Apothecary was after my wife was prescribed a compounded medication and we were referred to them. Since then, we've attended their webinars and continue to be impressed with their caring and personal service. It's how they make us feel, which is so important to the whole process. Their story began in 2013 when they opened their doors in Madison, Wisconsin. However, the precursor to Hoey Apothecary was Door Creek Pharmacy, which Kevin and Janelle opened in Cottage Grove, Wisconsin in 1996. Since 96, they had become frustrated with healthcare system in general. Sound familiar? 
They believed as a society, a medical society, we could do more to provide value to their patients. Another area of discontent was the declining reimbursements. And when asked about it, Kevin said, the 80s and 90s are behind us. I don't know how community pharmacy can sustain itself the way it is right now. The system's broken. Although their original pharmacy, Dork Creek, was traditional and successful, they remained disenfranchised with Western medicine and the pill-for-everything mentality and the challenge to make a fair profit. According to Kevin, when the opportunity to sell the pharmacy arose, quote, we were approaching 50 and we were given the chance to start over and create a new unique business that truly focused on an individual's health care. The next step was the creation of Hoey Apothecary, which included a compounding lab, which has become a major component of their business model. And since then, they've continued to grow and invest in the lab, which has enabled them to serve an even wider group of compounding solutions. In addition to investing back in the company, they focused on continuing staff education while gaining experience in a variety of compounding practices. And currently, they have four licensed pharmacists on staff, each with their own area expertise, creating a wealth of knowledge while specializing in solving unique problems. Today, Hoi Apothecary's primary revenue is veterinary and human compounding, retail supplements, hormone consulting, and low-dose naltroxone, LDN. As a result, this product mix has eliminated the need to generate revenue from traditional prescriptions. And as Kevin said, we accept very little insurance. 80 to 90% of what we do is cash. You take insurance out of the equation, we have a price set that will cover our cost, turn a profit, keep the doors open, and probably as important as anything, retaining great staff who are employed in a job they like, Kevin said, end quote. So marketing's played a role in the success of Hoey Apothecary. I'm going to share with you the transition that's gone through. Over the years, they tried many different things with varying amount of success, including radio, newspaper, advertising. And up to COVID, in-person marketing was their focus, and it was quite successful. But COVID changed all that when clinics and veterinary offices moved to be closed and their doors were not open. And in the process of evolving from in-person marketing, found more cost-effective ways to promote their business. Provider and patient education is now their primary effective marketing strategy. According to the Hoey's, because we're a niche, we need to educate our patients so we can more fully help them. So patient education is a big, big part of it, as well as provider education. Both ownership and staff are always seeking continuing education, whether it's to learn about the latest movement in the supplement world or spending a week like they recently did in Houston at a veterinary compounding course. One of their pharmacists recently went through a dermatology course as well. So as I said, learning is a big part of their process and teaching is a big part of their success. And according to Janelle, this has given us the best method to care for our patients and generate inbound referrals. So doing good and generating a fair revenue and fair profit from it. Most patient and provider education is in the form of webinars, which has generated a much wider audience and really turned the negative that they faced with COVID into a positive. Quoting Kevin, they've built databases over time. For example, we have a dermatology conference coming up this summer for doctors. We will email blast all the doctors and we'll personally call all the doctors and we'll send them all faxes to their offices to invite them to our webinar. Again, success isn't easy and they're using email, fax and phone calls to generate attendance for this upcoming webinar. I think they're starting to recognize as an outlet for education. Some of our webinars do really well. 
Some, we just have a couple of providers there, but we're continually building momentum. And when my wife needed her prescription, they did not say, where would you like to go for this compounding prescription? They told her, we're going to send your prescription to Hawaii Apothecary, which is pretty powerful. <laughs> Talk about aperture. You know, we weren't even necessarily given the option of picking a compounding pharmacy, but we couldn't be more pleased with the pharmacy that they did send us to. Hoey Pharmacy conducts LDN classes, low-dose naltroxin, every other month, and they hire a consultant pharmacist for their hormone webinars, who conducts webinars uh, remotely from Texas. Because their platform is set and content is created, it doesn't take a lot of resources to repeat these webinars. Many of the monthly webinars are simply repeated with the same content and the same speakers. Because they've built contact databases over time, their marketing is fairly simple, very cost-effective, and according to Kevin, it's pretty much on remote control. Obviously, in addition to their webinars, word of mouth is a prime method for bringing in new patients. And according to Kevin, for every patient that we can bring some relief, they share their story with five other people who are suffering and could possibly benefit from our products and services. When asked how they were able to foresee the challenges facing the industry now and break away from the standard pharmacy model, Janelle Hoy gave me one of my favorite quotes of the day. She said, in all humility, we truly believe that for us, it was luck. They didn't see the negative trends getting as bad as they were. But for us, she said, the ability to get out of a pharmacy where we were relying on insurance reimbursements and get into a pharmacy where we can control our pricing was important. We wouldn't be around if we had to rely on insurance reimbursement. While it sounds a little bit radical for people in the pharmacy world, for us, it's what makes it possible to dedicate our careers to what's important to us and do the most good. Nearly every day, I find encouragement from the ability of people like you in the community pharmacy world to adapt, to grow, and to prosper. And even with the current challenges facing the industry, many pharmacies continue to improve the well-being of their communities while generating revenue and fair profits. I guarantee you that greater success is possible for you, and I hope that you're able to take at least one of the Baker's Dozen concepts that I presented today and make a positive difference for your staff, your pharmacy, and the overall health of your community. As a bonus, I would be happy to send you a free article on insider secrets and 13 free or low-cost tactics to increase your script count. My email is wayne.glowack at gmail, and my cell phone is available, too, at 608-573-0121. That was amazing. Awesome presentation, Wayne. I love the template for these inspirations for pharmacists. It's really awesome because the sky is our limit, right? We're not tied to the dispensing model the way that it used to be. And it is moving in such a rapid pace. One of my next to-dos is to contact Hoey and talk to him because I think that article is going to be awesome. And I think we have a lot of common ground. So I'm eagerly anticipating that article. So it's going to be great. Thanks so much for this. I think this is super impactful and super rewarding for people, whether we use this on our summit or our webinars, like this is great information because it gives a template for all the things you said. It's funny. I have two pages of notes here because of all the good nuggets we've got out of this. So thank you so much for all of this. Uh, I really love the value you can bring to community pharmacies and the passion that you created and just so grateful for your zone of genius, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Josh. And keep up the good work. You guys are on to something. Keep it going. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Stay well. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. 
You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time. Thank you.